Welcome to Fantasy Hotline, where we talk about your wildest fantasies. Elves, dragons, gnomes, armor, more armor, <laughs> too much armor. <laughs> we're, we're your hosts, Claire and Chris. Welcome to our second episode. Yeah, see, we're still <laughs> working on it. This is the second episode, so we'll we'll figure out who... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have a choreograph down to a T. Yeah, yeah. We're like both start like, eh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like a train crash. Uh, at least it's like we're still used to talking to people over Zoom. We're just like two people going, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, after you. Uh-huh. Oh, no, what were you, what were you saying? Sorry. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then like static happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's just two people going, oh, oh, oh Yeah, you're, oh. it's like you're choking to death slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So welcome to episode two. This week we're talking about. Gideon the Nine. Gideon the Nine. But before we talk about that, the first episode, we kind of glanced over it and we got to talk about some books Claire's written. Oh no. <laughs> the written. <laughs> I would say more novella. Yes. Some, some work she's done in the past. Uh, the, the Harry Potter fa- fan fiction with her group of friends. I, we like last week I was like, oh cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Actually I went and sword fought at a field once and we, yeah. did, we just glanced. I feel like we glanced over it a little bit. I got a text from Chris like the day after the show in all caps or something. And it was just like, we need to talk about your erotic <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. fan fiction. I was like, I need to apologize. Cause we just, we just did not give that unless you don't want yeah. to. No, I mean, we were, I just think we were like the most frustrated, like everyone's sexually frustrated in middle how, school. How, oh, middle school. We were okay. eighth grade. I okay. Think. Yeah. And I also remember at this time, my friend Becca and I would have sleepovers and we'd cuddle a pillow and I'd be like, my pillow is Draco. And she'd be like, oh. my pillow is Harry. And we'd be like, we love our pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so many kids have like sexual experiences with a pillow. Yeah, oh yeah. Mostly I'm like learning mo- many of my male friends have put their penis in a pillow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, like um, a stu- or like someone, stu- a stuffed animal. Yeah. Definitely. Some people yeah. have to be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're still friends we're don't still worry friends. Yeah, i love you lammy <laughs> don't worry little moose <laughs> yeah it's just, um yeah i don't know i don't think they were like detailed yeah it, like how detailed can you be when you're in eighth grade you don't know anything you're just like and then they had sex they had sex and, <laughs> and then we it's just, just like, like yeah yes. <laughs> yes what if they had sex what if all these fictional characters had sex with me <laughs> yeah, it, it like start, starts going into questions and then they had sex which is how which is yeah I, I don't know it would i wouldn't do it but i want you know draco malfi and hermione to do it yeah. real bad was that one that happened we made everyone have sex with everyone <laughs> we were like dumbledore's bi kind of ahead of our time because he's gay yeah now um you oh, know so he, you guys, dumbledore's gay jk rowling's a fucking turf you, like i know she's, she's canceled so herself canceled. she's a loser uh so wait so you guys made dumbledore hook up with dudes before he was actually confirmed hooking up with dudes exactly yeah he nice. had sex with snape snape had sex with hermione we kind of made everyone have sex with snape for some reason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like okay we have some like issues with male Why authority yeah. that like really need to psychologist attention to me, dumbledore oh my god that's <laughs> yeah. like did professor you... dumbledore it is time for us to disrobe <laughs> did you watch like the potter puppet pals like flash oh, animations yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um oh my god it was... snape yeah snape, snape. 
Severus Snape. Snape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hermione. Yeah, oh, no, it's like Ron Weasley. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, like, Harry Potter has a machine gun and kills Voldemort with, like, AK. Um, yeah, I remember um, being like, yeah, what if wizards had guns? Like, <laughs> this, <laughs> this Harry Potter is a Glock 9. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's no potions to prevent this. Run- mm-hmm. Sorry, I just want to keep doing that. You're doing a whole podcast in the Snape voice. <laughs> so, this next book we read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I had more juicy details, but I just. I mean, how juicy? I just, I didn't want to be like, let's talk about you in eighth grade. Right? Oh but my I was God. Like, yeah, don't that use sounded creepy. Voice. At first, but I was just like, "This is we can't have just we just glanced over it. It was too funny. Yeah, bit it, of your past that we, you just guys are like. <laughs> there's so many incriminating materials. I mean, okay, the worst fan, not the worst. Well, I you can tell me what you think. I wrote um lesbian elf fan fiction about Lord yeah. of the Rings. Hell yeah! And I was like, "Yep, um Arwen's actually gay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's gonna scissor her way across the gap of Rohan." That's how she did it. And um Elrond and, will be doubly disappointed. And Aragorn was cool with it. <laughs> yeah, and Aragorn, yeah, he was like even more chill. of a modern couple. Exactly. They're open yeah. and was it was it uh they were like a it was two different races, right? Yeah, it yeah, it was inter- what is Aragorn? He's again? just he's human, like, he's Numenorean, so it's that's like what it is, he's yeah. kind of descended from a half elf that chose to be a man because the Valar made them choose. Mm. I can't remember, it's like the Elisar or something. Mm-hmm. Someone, so he lives a little longer than some, men. Yeah, yeah, they live like they would live up to like six hundred years or two hundred years, but then their bloodline got like splintered because Sauron corrupted them. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of reading this similar really. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't you need Normal to things. Focus. <laughs> Normal things. Yeah. Um Okay, we can talk about my middle school mental problems another time. Another time, yeah. We got in. We at least we didn't glance over it. No, we didn't glance over it. Yeah, I, yeah, I have some more LARPing questions. Mostly that <laughs> you said specifically you didn't know what LARPing stood for. No, not you at all. You just accepted the word was LARP. Yeah, it was like which we're is, going for it. You're like, yes, I go to LARP. The mm-hmm. verb, the noun, mm-hmm. like <laughs> whatever that means, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it know. Tracks. I didn't know. I just thought we were doing Renaissance Adventure Camp. That's mostly what we called it. Amazing. And then later found out that that had a name called LARPing. LARPing. I didn't know at the time. I thought we were just, you know. I mean, if I was a parent, I would send my child to Renaissance Adventure Camp and yeah. I would not send them to LARP. No, I'm kidding. I would mm. let them do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, a good time. Let's get into it. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. Gideon the Ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not familiar with this book, it's written by Tamsin Muir and um, she's kind of a hot new author Mm -hmm. and this book got a lot of hype and i personally saw the reviews for it and kind of was just like "Ugh, i don't know if i'm gonna read this because all the bylines were like lesbian necromancers need i say more and i was like it's what it says right on the cover yeah it says lesbian necromancers explore a haunted gothic palace in space which is essentially true except it's not I think the lesbian part was overhyped. And also I felt like I was being pandered to. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to read this. I yeah. want them to be straight. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, you're like, come on. I don't know. I'm not. I'm going to read whatever I want. I like, just damn. feel like some publisher was like, this is the tagline yeah. where we win. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is the woke fantasy. We're yeah. going to get them with this one. But that really didn't. All she all she did was talk about how attractive women were. The whole She would just be like, and that was so hot. And it was like. Yeah. yeah. It was almost like, I mean. So Gideon is 18 and Harrow, who's like her partner in crime eventually, is mm-hmm. 17. So they're really young. Yeah. They almost are like, mid, like talking about middle school. It's like that's what you, you they don't have like real sex experiences no. at all. She has like dirty magazines. That, yeah. Like at the, so the very first chapter of the book opens and she's trying to uh, run away from the ninth planet where she lives. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the town? Ta- what's the city called? Dreaba. 
Yeah, D- I always I called it Dreerba. 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 <laughs> She's down in Dreerba. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> a little southern. Yeah, down in Dreerba. <laughs> the ba- essentially the backwater though of their entire galaxy, yeah. because you quickly find out that Nine, no, yeah, nobody lives there essentially. Mm-hmm. It's the, a bunch of skeletons. Mm-hmm. And then like old nuns. Mm-hmm. And then like a sword master and a mean guy named Crux. Yeah, who I kind of thought was dead at first. I thought he was like reanimated corpse at first. They, could still be. Could still be. I feel like Lots there was of twists a lot of and turns in this Meat on the bone left. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But yeah, it's like her, and then it's just, and she tries to escape, and the what things she packs are like. Some clothes and then all of her dirty magazines. Yeah, and it's also like, where is she getting? It's like some some nun down and is like sketching out like perfect so titties. Like, where is she getting these from? Because they make a big deal. It's like they're super isolated, and Gideon wants to escape because she essentially was depo- like. Th- there's a prison planet, there, which the prison is also like never really. There, you just know that there's a prison on this planet, mm-hmm. but they don't really talk about it that much in this yeah. book. She wants to be anywhere but there, and she wants to. It's like the classic. Dream and a lot of fantasy novels you see of like I want to join the ar- the big yeah. army of mm-hmm. the nation and accomplish a bunch of like high deeds. I'm and, greater than this. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, I'm bigger than this. And she is. She's she's kind of mapped in a bunch of tropes where she's like, you know, she doesn't know who her parents mm-hmm. are. She's a master. Well, pretty good with the sword. It's it's she has a lot of like I feel like self talk where she like yeah. beats herself up for bad forms and then we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves sure, but sure. she eventually you know she's like she's incredible she's really good everyone's yeah. like oh my god you're so good yeah and uh yeah and i okay so when the book starts you have this she has this whole escape scene i remember kind of almost like impatiently reading that just being like okay like great get off the planet let's get this book this planet sucks get her on this fucking ship like let's go mm-hmm. i just clapped um <laughs> so i read books i'm clapping yeah. the whole time going oh, hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> cheering like the loudest Woo! person to read a book ever there's reading yeah <laughs> be louder <laughs> um and then you know it kind of flips the script immediately because she gets stuck on the planet she does yeah. not escape She's yeah you think that this is the beginning you're like all right here she goes we're, we're gonna see and it was cool is it like the normal way fantasy novels will show you the world that mm-hmm. you've been briefly dipped into they're mm-hmm. like we leave from the backwater into yeah. the big world, but then they're like, "Nope, staying here." Yeah, because she gets boned quite literally by Harrowhark. Yes, and so Harrowhark is her kind of like BFF nemesis mm-hmm. and frenemy. Frenemy, yeah. yeah. To the like, they clearly beat each other up like violently mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But they're the only two people of their age, of their age in the place, and yeah. they're like. Yeah, so they're all their attention is given to each other, basically. Which is interesting because, of course, as the book progresses, so I think you know we they, she does a great job setting the scene of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this kind of Deus Ex Machina moment of like, oh, Harrow needs her to stay on the planet because um, the Emperor, mm-hmm. right? The Emperor King God. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what they call the, him. The man who became a god and then became a man again, or something. Yeah, like that. some insane. They lore. keep him vague. Yeah, they keep him vague, and so he's like. But he's the emperor, and he's summoning the like heirs of each house to go to this summit essentially and mm-hmm. have a chance to become a, a lichter. Yeah. Lichter? Lichter? A lichter. A lichter. Yeah, yeah, that sounds better. Lichter. And a, li- a, li- a lichter is like basically like a demigod. Yeah. That is brought to. More immortality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which the emperor is, and they're mm-hmm. and they're kind of all powerful. Yeah, and, yeah. And also, everyone is like a necromancer in this mm-hmm. book. Like yeah. almost like the magic in this world is um, all has to do nec- with necromancer bones to life, yes. or doing things with the dead, mm-hmm. or like just feeding off life forces and stuff like that. Energetic energy, yeah, energetic energy. So like, there's nine planets. 
Um, so nine people come to this summit, right? Mm -hmm. or, or there's the first planet is the emperor's planet. Yeah. So eight different families come or houses or whatever yeah. you call it, come to this planet with their, so it's the heirs and mm -hmm. they're paired with their cavaliers. Yeah. And so the whole setup is like a necromancer has a cavalier to fight for them while they're doing necromancy because they can't do both. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like, like a wizard and their champion. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And so, um, that's why Hera wants Gideon to stay mm -hmm. because she needs Hera or she needs Gideon to train to be her cavalier and yeah. so they can go off and they're, they're all obsessed with like you know we, no one can know that it's just us on the planet and also Harrow's parents are dead and you don't mm -hmm. know why mm -hmm. but she's like reanimated their corpses to pretend yeah. that everything is normal yeah. and there's this kind of whole sense of like oh everything must be super like intensely surveilled amongst these planets and actually <laughs> nobody cares no like one. this so they get yeah. to this planet yeah. they leave they leave Druba. yeah and and so there's like this big they're they basically feel like they're both pretending to be something they're not i mean yeah. harrow's legit she's a necromancer yeah. she's a good necromancer but gideon is like has to pretend to be a cavalier which on the ninth has a reputation of being like great warrior Amazing, the yeah. best warrior on your planet basically mm -hmm. and so she's when they get there she's silent the whole time yeah she yeah so essentially as soon as they got off this planet it does kind of start matching up with that log line of like mm -hmm. it's in space murder mystery. They get to this crumbling mansion and it becomes like an Agatha Christie, like who done it. Mm -hmm. They have to solve all these mysteries mm -hmm. to become lictors, mm -hmm. lictors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn. It's <gonna laughs> not going to be the first time I do that. <laughs> it's like when people were reading Hermione and no one knew how to pronounce Hermione. Her yeah. Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible I name. Hit, I was like, it's Hermione. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, that's Herman. But yeah. like we're putting some extra vowels. Yeah. But so, yeah, so they get up to be Lichter Lichters and they're... Lichter to Liker, you know what I mean? And they're basically, <laughs> there's this like mysterious, weird guy named Teacher who's in charge I, of... Teacher felt calming to read. Yeah. Also, the way she writes Harrow and, and Gideon's relationship is like two girls that hate each other on absolute steroids. It's like mm -hmm. me, it's like Regina George, like mm -hmm. with fucking i don't know on meth like just mm -hmm. so heightened yeah um and they know exactly what to say to like piss each other off yeah like, they're and they're Harrow's codependent like, yeah oh yeah which is i'm like okay was that what they meant by lesbian because like <laughs> that's yeah. track that well, tracks they, they have some but anyway yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves there, yeah okay they so yeah they get there and teacher basically is like you to achieve lichterhood well I don't know like I don't even yeah. know like you're here to achieve lichterhood which by the way I don't know how you do and I don't even know what the tests are. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to, and he, the only rule is you can't go in a door without permission. Yes. And they have to start finding these keys. And I have to say, as I was reading it, I was so invested in the characters. Like there's, you know, all these different people from planets and she sets them up to play these like kind of, I don't want to say tropes, but like there's like, oh, the ones that are twins and there's only yeah. supposed to be one of them, but mm -hmm. they sent two and like mm -hmm. the the couple that seems normal from one planet yeah. and like, um, uh, yeah, you kind a, of get a, a sense of like the scope of the world through like the different powers that they all have, and which is really the, cool. The most important, um, other person to note, mm. like when we get here, um, I gotta, I gotta read. Oh, the, there's going to be the spoilers in this also. Yeah. Spoilers start so. now. <laughs> Um, so then, so then there's, um, probably the most notable is Dul Dulcinea Septimus when they first mm -hmm. land at Cannon House on the first planet, she like stumbles out and she's this like sickly child and immediately Gideon is like, fixated. I must save her. Yeah. Yeah. Like has kind of a savior complex mm -hmm. with her and she's got this big cavalier who's like this overly muscled 
jock boy named Protethel- Protesilaus or something. Yeah, I, I am so... Okay, all these names, they're like kind of it's Greek tough. and then there's like kind of like this Christian imagery, I yeah. feel like, with Canaan House or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm terrible at pronouncing all of them. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, he the way she describes him it makes me think of like a bodybuilder that really needs a drink of water, like mm-hmm. all sinew but like blocky and like weird looking, yeah. and like something's off about him. He doesn't mm-hmm. talk. He doesn't move right. Kind of. Yeah. He like moves like his muscles are in like the in the way and like yeah. kind of jerkily. And Harrow immediately is like, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. If there's nothing to do with like the weird sickly girl, he's like, I don't like, or she's like, I don't like this big blocky yeah. guy. Something, yeah. Something's um, up there and how did you picture cannon house like what did you like in the surrounding areas i kind of had a hard time thinking of it as a whole world i I kind of saw it as like being really beautiful but then as you get closer it's like more and more decrepit and disgusting Mm -hmm. like kind of this huge mansion castle on like a lake on like a lake yeah it's surrounded by water but floating over a lake yeah i kind of imagine it like the like you know when you play super smash bros and you go to like Link's castle i yeah, think it is yeah. where it's a floating castle yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. Like, i kind of thought like that sort of vibe with a basement head. it's a floating castle with a huge basement yeah somehow for some reason in my head i imagine the basement like you could go into a balcony looking over the basement when over all the other rooms when she got in but right. i don't that's also just my brain i yeah. feel like sometimes when i read i get a, an image so quickly in my head that it doesn't matter what the author says yeah. next i'm like no no, no, no it's no. this way it's actually like this now yeah um cool so so yeah basically it goes on and they they kind of become friends with people Gideon has to fake a vow of silence yeah because Harrow's so Harrow is super controlling and the Cavaliers get one key and mm-hmm. she immediately steals it from Gideon while she's sleeping mm-hmm. and um they're kind of the whole the, the whole tension I think between them individually in the relationship and everyone else's the house is like do we work together or do we not do yeah. we do we um Oh gosh, do we not work together? Yeah. I'm like trying to think of words. And immediately first, becomes like suspicious, yeah. pretty much. At first, everyone kind of leaves each other to themselves. The Cavaliers are like, we're here to become better Cavaliers. And they they f- go into the basement and yeah, fight each yeah, other. Yeah, they go like duel and have like little tournament. And then the, the necromancers are kind of off. Harrow at first is like gone for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then when she comes back, she um, has revealed to... Gideon that there's like a, a place to go underneath like there's like yeah. rooms to go yeah. in, to go into but she kind of treats the whole point is that they need to work together and Harrow mm-hmm. treats Gideon like trash yeah and it's like don't talk to anyone leave me alone like you're a stupid idiot yeah and I feel like I I'm rereading this a second time I feel like this book is so like twisty turny with big reveals mm-hmm. that knowing that and reading it a second time made some parts more interesting, but that mm-hmm. made their relationship so much more frustrating to me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, duh, don't you see it? Like, Just like get, yeah. And get, in, get your head in the game, like fucking team up already. There's like little riddles that I kind of, I kind of had a feeling they're like, this is a spoiler, but they're like, um, like t- together as one or something like yes, that. Like two yeah. minds as one or something like they're yes. kept being like, uh, they kept referring to them join, like, like they have to join forces. Yes. And so then at first they take this as like, We've got to like work together on the room. Mm-hmm. And so they like go in and there's a um, do. All right, wait, now here comes a spoiler. Can we? Yeah, we said okay. spoilers. Yeah. So Magnus and his wife, Abigail are. They're the, they're normal. Yeah. They're like the normal fun couple. And they're like a necromancer and a cavalier. You would kind married. of like if, if they looked at you across the, from a bar and yeah. were like, what's up? You'd be like. Okay, what's, like what's that guy has out? a little bit of beer belly, but he's like yeah. really cute. Yeah, His wife like, seems smart. Yeah, it's like a I'll s- have sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting already to the Mary Fuck Kill <laughs> section. <laughs> and she's like, I fucked two people, in yeah. fact. 
I'll fuck, I'll fuck the couple. I'm trying to give them a vibe. They're, they're just like written as they're re- almost refreshing to read because like of like homely. how and yeah, they're just like and, normal. And they're from the fifth house, and they have a close relationship with another the fourth house, the, the teens. fourth house. So the, like, there, it's kind of implied that the fifth and fourth house are like close close always yeah like the fifth house kind of has, runs the fourth house yeah and so there's a fourth house isaac teteris and jean marie and then um randomly french to me yeah and then there's abigail pent and magnus quinn which mm-hmm. that sounds kind of british mm-hmm. and um they're close and like jean marie is supposedly this you know kind of a savant e swords woman for mm-hmm. being so tiny and and non unassuming and i love the way that um the author uses language like stylistically like when the teens are like whispering to magnus she makes the font like super small oh, they're like yeah. no magnus mm. like, don't say that we think she's good no, at swords like magnus uh. don't say that about me please yeah it's so funny like it's a french accent in my mind like no magnus don't. oh no magnus do not tell gideon <laughs> that we think her biceps are so big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, everyone's like gideon how big are your biceps they're so big gideon. <laughs> i didn't realize she was and that's like another thing that she did she kind of describes these characters more by like the way they talk mm-hmm. and then you get a picture and then like th- halfway through the book they're like by the way gideon's a ginger and yeah like, and you're like what, what the, the hell and then a little bit later like and she's got big biceps yeah. you're like i kind of was picturing there's like a stringy teenager I for know. a while and well, then the cover is definitely like she's a red not, on the cover but yeah, yeah but she's not also not a teen yeah like yeah. this is someone who's at least in their mid-20s oh and the whole time it's like <laughs> i'm a doctor <laughs> it's like a it's like a you know space odyssey fantasy in space and gideon's wearing aviators the whole time too yeah there's like little allusions to the that well so there's nine planets that's very like our our solar system. Oh yeah, and exactly. So there's like a loot, and there's. I'm like, like, do we have nine planets? Yeah, and then, well, I guess Pluto's not technically a planet, so in that's my heart it is. that's where they are. They're kind of in the Pluto, yeah, way out the in the backwater. And there's swords, which is kind of a reference to the and there's sunglasses, and at one point they find like a, a rifle, like an yeah, old so powder rifle. Yeah, so I think it's also important to note that like on this palace. In, the, in this palace, as they go into the unlock the secret basement and they start finding like not only are there experiments set up to make the necromancers have to work with their cavaliers and use necromantic magic in a way that it's clear that none of the characters have heard of. Like yeah. getting into a living soul instead of a dead one, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And then taking the energy from your cavalier and making yourself m- more like. Yeah, using your, uh, someone else's soul as a battery. And they kind yeah. of all, as they solve these puzzles, they get another a key and the key gets them into the different offices that you slowly start to learn are the old offices of the current lictors mm-hmm. and their cavaliers right. and they also seem to be living in a, a kind of like a contemporary time like ours like yeah. there's phones and there's ballpoint pens yeah. showing up and it seems like a yeah you know a professor there's like sort guns of study. and like things like animal heads on the wall yeah. it feels like yeah it feels like an old clue house so and you can tell also I feel like once you're once it's you're halfway through the book and there's all these things happening with the experiments, you're kind of like, hmm, mm-hmm. is it going to be good to be a lictor? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's something. And so basically what happens is, well, we should, I, well, I guess backtrack a little bit. So everyone's going through these tests and yeah. they don't. And at the beginning, Harrow is kind of doing it secretly. And then she realizes she needs Gideon. So she gets Gideon involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's revealed that Gideon and um, people from the sixth house, which is a kind of a very like uh palamedes palamedes sextus and his camilla hecht have i um, love her <clears throat> they have 
also advanced and passed like a test in mm-hmm. one room as as well as um harrow so it's revealed that they're those two are kind of like the leading necromancer mm-hmm. team and then harrow's done it all by herself so you kind of figure out like oh shit harrow's a badass she's yeah. like really good and then um so they get through they get a couple keys each right like yeah and i and okay i will say i i felt like confused keeping track of the keys throughout the book yeah i kind of like at some point was just like okay like I can't. There are keep, keys. There are keys. Some yeah. people have more. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed. So, <laughs> Who has the key? So they're down in the basement after attending a anniversary dinner with Abigail and Magnus. And yeah. Exa- again, attempting to be exceedingly yeah, normal, normal by having an anniversary they're dinner. Like, at we're the in this goth- haunted bone palace, mm-hmm. but let's have a dinner party. Yes. And then, and then, so of course they're down. And then at the the first two people to die. Are Magnus and Abigail? They're found in like a bloody heap at the bottom of a tower. Yes. Or sorry, at the bottom of a ladder that was going, was going into, into the, the basement into the basement of doom, basically. So that's when the shit really hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Like in any murder mystery, the first death is like, okay, we are not working together. Yeah. Everyone quickly like, they, well, okay, they try to figure out they're all necromancers. So they're like, well, we'll just call their spirits back and, and see then, what happens. Yeah. And then teacher loses his mind. Yeah, he's like, do not do that. Yeah. Because there's a ghost or something haunting mm-hmm. the, the basement. Place. Yeah. And he says you can summon like what seems like some sort of demon creature. Mm-hmm. And we also get more introduced to the eighth planet characters who their necromancers use their cavaliers. They're yeah. essentially their cavaliers are bred to be soul batteries, batteries for yeah. them, which is like disgusting. So it's this guy. And so it's this guy. He's the heir. His name's Silas Octizeron. He's mm-hmm. a total buzz. He's kill. a loser. Loser and then, vibes. And his uncle is his battery. Yeah. So it's this guy, Column Ashed. And um, it, it's clear his uncle's like cares about his, his nephew Silas, but also knows Silas is a total prick douche and yeah and then another another set of characters that are important are um the um the second house mm-hmm. they're like the cohort they're like where the army is headed yeah so at this point everyone like magnus and uh, abigail die they figured out that they need to work together mm-hmm. and uh judith uh deuteros and they try to like take over they're like everyone give us the keys and they also try to call the basically they're like we're calling the cops in. Yeah, yeah, this they are not gotten, abolitionists. They yeah. are like more of eight to reform type yeah. people. Yeah, um, yeah, they they're cops. Basically. They're cops. Yeah, they're the yeah. cops of the world. And they're like, okay, no one should be dying. Like mm-hmm. we have to summon the emperor. He has to come here. Um, which then is revealed if the emperor comes to this planet, he could be killed for whatever reason. He cannot return to the planet, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal because teacher freaks out. He he says he can't do that, yeah. and then he also says. You can't make anyone give you the keys. Like yeah. this is not normal. This is gothic. <laughs> Hello, it's yeah. a gothic murder mystery. Yeah, you guys, are, this is a test thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's the emperor knows shit's probably gonna hit the fan. Yeah. So then, so then, okay, this is. They fight. They have the duels. Oh yeah. And at this point, Harrow and Gideon have started to sort of Get work along. together a little yeah. bit. And there's this moment I think, which was kind of an aha moment for me reading it, where they there's the one of the Cavaliers and Necromancer are just talking about their relationship and how close they are and how important it is for them to be close. And then um, at that moment I thought, well, it's kind of funny because Harrow and Gideon have the closest relationship of anyone in this place. They just hate each other. It's just full of anger and resentment, but they are the closest, Uh which is what I think kind of is the point. Yeah. They, well, yeah, they've, there's no, it's, they're not indifferent. They really, they care about each other. Kinda in a way they just don't know it yet. Yeah, but I I just love the way it was kind of like this slow burn of like Understanding their relationship and then understanding how a cavalier and necromancer are supposed to work and then you're like, oh, like actually 
they're really set up for success yeah. if they could only see it. Yeah, yeah. And and then so they they're basically their strengths are seen by Dulcinea mm-hmm. Septimus, who it's now she basically comes out and reveals she's like, Hey, I'm actually pretty badass necromancer despite being like sickly almost she's blood cancer she's always coughing up blood clots looks like a child kind of in my mind i like imagine like literally like 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 a like a weird little doll girl like dobby the elf (laughs) i i imagine (laughs) but like kind of pretty yeah yeah yeah. like hot dobby yeah like like dobby the elf body but like (laughs) (laughs) but like like a pretty face yeah kind of like victorian era like Oh, my corset's too tight. Yeah. I can't go to the field today, so to the ball. Yeah, like wasting away, sort of like yeah. smelling salts always mm-hmm. around her. And she's comes to them and says, hey, I got a test. I can't do it. Yeah. I need you to. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I've got two keys. So, so then she's, she's kind done of in all the by herself. And you're like, and then so it's kind of revealed. You're like, okay, she's really cool. But she's also... It, it appears she's at a disadvantage for being real sick. Yes. And also, Harrow clearly has a thing for her. Mm-hmm. But again, in critique of the log line on the cover, nothing, it, ever nothing ever happens. And honestly, I think you could interpret it as platonic. Yeah. To, like, I would not have thought no. the relationship was romantic. I would think, wow, you have not been around people your own age your whole life and mm-hmm. a girl, someone's being nice to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to want to be nice to them. Exactly. Anyway, take that, whoever published this book. Yeah. <laughs> the, they, their marketing was different, and then you open the pages, and you're like, it's not like a letdown. You're almost like, cool, good. It's like not. Yeah, it's not a letdown. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so then basically they get through this test where um, Gideon is used as a battery. Yes, and like her retinas start disappearing, and that mm-hmm. really made my eyes hurt to read. Yeah, she goes like blind for yeah. a little bit. And, and like she's fine. Excruciating pain, and Dulcinea is like talking her through it, and they kind of get even closer mm-hmm. and then what okay so i, I feel like this is when i think that ha- actually i wish we had, this book is like so complex it's thick in the and and a lot and in remembrance a lot of the like this is this maybe it's a criticism like a lot of the tests are very similar it's like then they yes. end up fighting a giant fucking bone monster it looks yeah. like a spider and you're like all right cool this is yeah. crazy well okay. oh they all agree to they all so after dulcinea test I oh, guess. oh no you know what happens is yeah. after ab, what the kind of no one can they find a body the teens are upset because abigail and magnus are like their parents yeah they're dead and then they start freaking out and they tell everyone they found a body in oh, the incinerator yeah. everyone's chilling and no one knows that, where dulcinea is yeah and they find her outside in the rain she's been lying there drama queen yeah can't get up mm-hmm. um <laughs> mm-hmm. and there, there's a random body in like the and no one knows who the body is yeah yet. they're like what is this body and so then the isaac tudoris and john marie go with gideon mm-hmm. in a group and then harrow and the second house Right? Or is Harrow and the eighth house go together? I don't There's a separate group that goes off and does something. And I think, so then what happens is, <laughs> does something. No one it, can be mad at us for not yeah, knowing this. This book this is book long. This book is thick and, and, there, uh, and there's a lot that happens I, in these I'm pages. also not the kind of reader where I need to have like a family tree of the, like, you know how this book has it too. It's like, here are all the characters in the yeah. houses. I never once refer back to oh, those things. I went I, back to it so much. Really? I yeah. just like to, to know learn by reading it i love i love this well that's interesting i love maps yeah. like maps are like mm-hmm. i, I kind of was like going back going like where's a fucking map of that that's so house? funny i'm just like skip skip don't yeah. care there'll be mountains it won't matter to me like, i go back to the maps all the time so, all right so anyway what happens is they end up i uh 
Gideon goes off with the fourth house, the uh, the the teenagers, yeah. and they fight like basically like a bone spider with, uh, with like so a they go stinger. into the basement and the teens are losing their minds because they feel like they've been haunted, and then you kind of found find out that like there is something that's been harassing them. Yeah, they they keep yeah 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 that's right. And 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 Gideon is slowly realizing as the, they're going through the basement, like wait, they're these, not just going through puberty. No, <laughs> like, no, they are troubled little kids, and they basically lost their parents. Yes, with, in in Magnus and and Abigail, and there keeps being like blood keeps appearing on walls and around writ- them, yeah. written messages and stuff. And this then, was like one of the scariest scenes in the whole book to me. I was like reading it, and I was like, oh my yeah, fucking god, oh my yeah. god, I'm scared, I'm scared, bone monster gonna come get me. Like, so they end up fighting this bone monster after blood appears on the walls. Says like death to the fourth house or something. Yeah, or no, like doesn't the necromancer like light a light or, and then all of a sudden like bone monsters there? Yeah, and then he beca- he basically like uses his magic, which is he's like a beam laser type mm-hmm. person. And then he gets... <laughs> Classic. He gets speared by the bones. And he's dead within two seconds. Yeah. And then Jean-Marie and Gideon are trying to like sword fight against it. And they... And Gideon realizes this is like, we're not going to yeah. win. But Jean-Marie's losing it because she just saw her lictor die. And no, her, her necromancer. Sorry, her necromancer. And then they run away. And then they go to this office that... Yes, they go to like experiment room 203, which is kind yeah. of the the cavalier necromancer study yeah. living space that um, Gideon and Harrow first enter. So it's kind of like it. their home base. It's a little secretive. It has yeah. like a spooky door. And there's a bed in there. And so yeah. she and, and, and Jean-Marie is like kind of lost her mind slash all cut up from the monster. And so Gideon rests her there and then Gideon passes out. And wakes up yeah. to death to the fourth house. I think that's when it comes up. Yeah. Written and on Jean the wall Marie's and she's speared, dead. Speared with bones that came from. And so, yeah. So so then, yeah, that's two houses down. Basically. Yeah. Like, so we're down the fourth house at this point. And the fifth house. And the fifth house. And they were kind of the friendly. Chill, n- normal. Yeah. You, you, you saw human humanity yes. in them. And so we're to... We haven't really talked about it. The third house, which is Coronabeth Tridentarius and Ianthe Tridentarius, yeah. and then their Nibirius n- turn. Yeah, so it's basically two twins, and then what's clear is like a guy that they like grew up grew up with, right? Yeah, he's like also royal. He's like kind of a prick, and yeah, it's kind of unclear like bratty. exactly how like every house is like a different sort of succession, but like yeah. and the the kind of big aha, not aha, but. There's only supposed to be one necromancer yeah. and Coronabeth and Ianth, Ianthe? I- Ianthe. Ianthe are yeah. both necromancers with one cavalier. Yeah. And they're twins. Mm-hmm. And Ianthe is like kind of like, you know, pale, weird girl. And yeah. Coronabeth is like yeah. hot as hell. Yeah, so everyone's paying attention to Coronabeth. Yeah. And yeah. and kind of writing off Ianthe. Yep. But... um. There and then Nibiria's turn does not like Gideon because Gideon beat his ass in one of their in a, little like yeah. fun duels. In a duel, so they're they're kind of not working with many people, are they? Like everyone no. else is kind of working together, and the third house is kind of they're like in the background, and no one really thinks they're good. At, they don't. They never display that they're good necromancers. Like Pal- Palamides, he shows he's mm-hmm. a good necromancer by helping mm-hmm. helping keep Dulcinea alive by yeah. when she's sick. Dulcinea shows she's really cool by um, beating being two nice. houses by herself and being really nice. Yeah. And then Silas is cool. He like Silas is like the, the guy that you meet who's like forty five, and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I've been straight edge my whole life. Yeah, but he's like clearly got abilities when feeding off of column. Yeah, and so then um, and then second house also 
is kind of the, the cop people. Yeah. They kind of only show up to be annoying and like the rules. So I never see them do any. Do we see them do any necromancy? So after Dulcinea, we're kind of going out of order here. So yeah. I really hope that if you've listened, you've read the book. Um, Sorry. Uh, yeah, my bad listeners. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so basically after they die, they, it's like this. And they, no, after they find the body and Dulcinea is kind of like kept under watch. Mm-hmm. Everyone, the the second house decides like we need to start dueling for the keys. Yeah. Like we want the keys. They challenge people to a duel and they, mm-hmm. they kind of do this shitty thing where they make Camilla fight a bunch of duels and almost kill her yeah. until Gideon steps in. Mm-hmm. And basically I feel like the function of that was to show like the second house is assholes and mm-hmm. like things are really starting to crumble at this point. And Camilla's a badass. And Camilla's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I pictured her with like a really sharp bob. Yeah. I think it's in the book, <laughs> but I don't know. I had a crew cut for her. I crew don't know cut. why. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, yeah. that's gay. No, but not gay and not in a gay way. More in like that. <laughs> she's a really good fighter. The hair's in the way. Yeah. True. true. Just like Gideon had short hair to kind of, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It didn't. All right. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go be careful, Chris. Yeah. What are you going to say next? Ooh, um, someone trap me. Wait. Uh, okay. I feel like I do think we should do this in two, uh, two episodes. Yeah. Should we? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I think we should. Okay. We need the people give them what they want, but I think basically where we're, I guess where we're leaving off now, do you want to, yeah. um, do we want to do any like, yeah, we need to kind of, we have some really introspective games. Well, I guess to summarize where we're leaving it, things are mm-hmm. really starting to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. We don't know who the body is. People mm-hmm. are dying. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Dulcinea is kind of, it's been hinted that she's more than it appears. I feel something like something is up. Yeah. And something is up. And the fourth and fifth house are dead. And, mm-hmm. and basically I guess we can leave it at the eighth house comes to Gideon and says, yes. there's some things you need to know about your, your house. Yes. Yeah. So we also start to get into Gideon's past, which happens at a time when her and Harrow are working together well mm-hmm. for the first time. And yeah. obviously we're going to find some things out and about I feel like that's her past. Be- that's kind of the beginning of act act three. Yeah. I'd suppose. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think there's a good place to leave it for now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris. Yeah. Fuck, Mary, kill. All right. Yeah. We, the all important game. Um, I'm glad I have this in front of me. Um, should we limit it to three people? Like, should we, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, we can't do everyone. That's the hard part. Yeah. Cause in this one, there's so many characters who'd be like, fuck, Mary, kill friend zone. Yeah. Uh, friend zone. Be, Have one coffee with and yeah, say never no, again. Never want to see you creeped out by. Swipe right. Don't ever talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on, I don't know what Asks else. Ask for your feet pics on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> that's Silas. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Silas. He's a very creepy dude. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess I feel like we should do like Gideon. Mm-hmm. Harrow mm-hmm. and who's that's the third who's the third place guy is it is it Palamid is it Palamides Palamides or is it Dulcinea Dulcinea mm, uh, god it is hard okay well I could just say who well, okay let's play this one non-traditionally because we don't have like the classic fantasy setup of like a little band of heroes yeah, we yeah, have like yeah. a thousand people yeah yeah so I would I think I would I would fuck Gideon mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm I think I would marry Palamides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he seems really stable he's a good and guy. smart. He's and the cool. heir. He's the heir to of uh, being the warden of the library, whatever that means. Chill. Sounds like a good nine to five where he's home for dinner, mm-hmm. playing with the kids. Nice in the stable yard. fella. Yeah. Yeah. And I would kill. Mm, based on what we know now, I would probably kill Nabirius' turn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see him die because he's, he's a, so he's a annoying. little spoiled brat prick. I pictured him as like a like teenage TikTok star. Type. Oh my god, yeah, like a Jake Paul or yeah. or like a I was gonna say like trust fund frat bro. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, well, okay, so I'll go. I think just include. I will. I'm gonna marry Magnus. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. so ni- he's so nice. He's so nice, and he he he's like a caring fella, and he'd be he'd be good to every he'd be good to everybody. We, he'd we'd he'd like be nice to your your yeah. mother-in-law and buy, bring her special gifts. I mean, your yeah. mother would be his mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna um, uh, fuck Corona Beth. Oh my god, so hot! Who are we? I'm not gonna lie. I'm super. I'm, I'm superficial. <laughs> she's clearly the hottest one. Yeah, she is. Uh, but she seems like kind of a kind of a like a what, something's a little unhinged about. Yeah, her. I wouldn't want to hang out with her very much. So just quick. Uh, wham bam thank you ma'am yeah. but politely um, yeah yeah of course you tip <laughs> your hat and say thank you dear <laughs> and then kill um uh i just kill dulcinea she seems she seems like uh she's yeah in, it, it'd be like a, a dr kevorkian type deal or <laughs> ease, ease her pain i know well it's kind of funny because as we're talking about these characters it's like yeah every time corona beth shows up it's like her beautiful smile blinded gideon yeah they're her perfectly white teeth and then yeah. every time um dulcinea shows up it's like she spat a piece of her lung on yeah. the floor yeah. and then went oh oops yeah <laughs> she's like clap, clap, clap. oh oops. Ooh, there's my lung oh that's inside of me <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> all the characterizations are really clear which is cool yeah yeah um and also i will say at this point we also know that Iante, i'm pronouncing your name differently every mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and coronavirus and nabirius have like some weird little secret you're like yeah are they like what they have these like intense they're interesting they're interesting conversations and it's like oh, what's yeah going on? gideon overhears them having a conversation yeah. and yeah so basically it's like where we're off everyone appears not to be who they are but yeah. they're strongly it's it's written in a way where you're, it's strongly trying to kind just, of lead you yeah lead you in another way yeah. there's tests and um yeah okay two more things celebrity cast who Ooh, would you yeah. pick who would you pick for gideon and harold let's keep it just the main two okay that's um G- gideon i kind of feel like it, it was like at the beginning i would have chosen someone like um you know what i think gideon would would be uh played well by um, what's her name Maisie Williams who plays Arya Stark oh yeah yeah that's such a good one um I agree just kind that's of like kind of kind of witty and um and, and a douche and a douchebag like hardcore uh-huh and then um Harrowhark hmm I'm like I'm trying I'm think, going through a Rolodex of petite brunettes in my I head I think Daisy Ridley would be good mm. she plays um uh What's her face in the new Star Wars? In the new Star yes. Wars, uh, yeah. she plays um, Ray. Ray. Ray, and uh, yeah, I just think she would. She's kind of like she could be British and haughty, and and and. Um, she's so nice in those movies. Yeah, though. yeah, but she, I feel like she could play the. Douche what about well. um, Christina Ricci for her yeah, arrow? Yeah, like yeah. the the big eyes. Yeah, yeah. Spooky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else I would cast. Um, I feel like Aubrey Plaza would be like. Oh, a fun person yeah. to cast in this universe, but I don't think she would be. She could be. She'd a have good, to get so jacked she to could play be Gideon Ian, or Eantha. Oh yeah. yeah, spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, I'm kind of like having a hard time thinking now too, because I feel like your picks were so good. Yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like too many pointless celebrities. I think I'm just gonna say I agree with your casting, and then I'm gonna come back 
with some more resources. We'll start the next one with, with your cast. I'm going to burn out headshots. Okay, cool. What's what's the next on the... The last one is, and I think most people think about this when they love a fantasy book, is mm-hmm. who would you be if you lived in this world? Um, and what would you want to do? Like, would you want to be a cavalier? Would you want to be a necromancer? Right. I think I would want to be... Well, having read the whole book now, mm, I'm like, yeah. yeah, for sure, necromancer. But really, but at the beginning, I was like, cavalier seems cool. It's just like kind of a simple, yeah. simple life. Just gotta fight, fight with swords and be a badass. I think I'd want to be a cavalier, mm-hmm. or just like a not a necromancer. I just feel like the idea of being dead and then being brought back to life is so tiring. Yeah, it sounds like going to sleep and then getting woken up every 15 minutes mm-hmm. because someone wants to know about like their great aunt mm-hmm. that you knew when you were alive. And you're yeah, like, God. So oh, we, I just want to be dead. So we both pick Cavalier. I guess so. I yeah. mean, what are the other options? That's that seems like the only thing that we hear about. Yeah, yeah. the Emperor. I'd yeah, like I want to be the Emperor. Yeah. No, that Im- seems also exhausting to live for that long. Immortal? No, yeah, I'd never want to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a Lictor. Yeah, so we're both just simple, simple. We're just <laughs> two simple swords yeah. people. <laughs> we just want to wield the sword. I think it would be cool to be really strong. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we're both looking at our weak muscles, like, <laughs> please. I bike. <laughs> it's all legs dude <laughs> yeah just very very uh, bottom head yeah i'm doing <laughs> yeah, i've been doing 10 minutes of yoga every day yoga with cassandra shout out if you want to sponsor this podcast <laughs> i say namaste to her every time like she's really there i do oh, it no. uh, well hell yeah so next cool. episode we'll be talking about the later half of gideon the ninth and, and um maybe uh starting our talk about our next book which yes. is best served cold by joe abercrombie yes which i am a third of the way through mm-hmm. and very excited to talk about and yeah. you know what i think we're gonna go a little crazy next episode and probably bring an outline of what happens to the book so yeah. we make sure we go in order yeah yeah because this one I've, I've realized now that yeah it's a uh, that's a good idea moving forward. You know, we're just two non-linear thinkers. Mm-hmm. We need alternative learning styles. And this it's just hard to, yeah, we jumped around. Sorry. We did. Sorry, we, we're so smart. But we had fun. We did. All right. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>